She has infinite cocks. Infinite cocks. <laughs> infinite cocks. <laughs> I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Hold on! Oh, Jesus Christ! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Roast Morning Podcast. I am Tom. I, Troops. I am your Cody for the evening. Mm. I'm drinking beer. I am as well. Dude, yeah. that's good. I should do it, too. Sip, sip, siparoo. What's going on? I don't know. Yeah, how how's your weeks, Ben? Let me tell you about my week. Drove a car. Car didn't work. Also, in Queens, $500 mm. got home. Well, I, what did you Uber your car home? No, I, you hired an oh, Uber actually, for no, your it's car. More, it's more than five hundred dollars. No, me and Will went to go see that band Malignancy, great death metal band. Oh, yeah. Fuck, number one. But we drive out there, find a spot, you know, as you do, parallel park behind a budget truck. <laughs> oh, start getting out of there. Uh, not starting. Triple uh, A comes. Uh, it's not battery. Stupid starter is stupid. Wait. And l- luckily, I parked right outside. Of an auto body shop. So oh, that's... I, so that's, I Ubered home $80 later. Very nice gentleman. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, so 500 bucks after the $80, I was basically fine. That's. I'm really glad that you're acknowledging you have a problem, Tom, and you went to AAA. I did, yeah. You were like, I'm drinking too much. I'll drink to that. <laughs> what about you, Cody? I didn't do shit this week. You didn't do shit this week? No. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What did you do, Travis? Oh, you're thanks. bursting at the seams with a story. What you got? What you got? What you got? What you got? I forgot. Did I talk about my organs exploding last week? Yeah, you yeah, did. Yes. Okay, so my organs are still could fall out at any moment during this episode. Very cool. So when you laugh, uh, yeah, if I laugh too hard, if you guys are doing a good job, my intestines will pop out. But I had to pay five hundred dollars a day for my car. You also hey. paid five hundred of dollars. Yeah, but it was like regular things. It was like you know when you go to the mechanic and they're like, "I just went in for an inspection and an oil change," and they're like, "She breaks. It's gonna she snow. Breaks. It's gonna snow. She breaks is wrong. Yeah. She breaks. She, firstly, <sighs> she breaks. She breaks. Always. She next breaks. time, shoils little short. Fucking cars, right? Yeah. Like the animated movie with Mark McGrath. Was he in that? Is Mark McGrath in that? I don't know. Was he He's the, in everything? Was he the zebra? Oh, maybe. <laughs> the Good. zebra in Cars? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think he was. Yeah, DreamWorks makes dreams and <coughs> and Dreamcasts. Oh, dude. I have a Dreamcast. I have a Dreamcast. All right, so what are we doing tonight, yeah. Travis? All right, so I did the person. Thank and you. I'm going to start this off with a few quotes from the said person. If you can guess who it is. Which I don't think anyone is. So, you know, you win a prize. All right, I'm prize. gonna pretend. Give you a I, kiss on the lips. I'm gonna pretend that I don't know either for fun. All right, and Tom, also I'm a good actor, great yeah. actor, really. Right. Tom didn't just name this episode a few minutes ago. Yeah, so, fuck you guys. So men are like cars. It's much better to have a couple in case one breaks down. Okay. All right. Men are like Mark McGrath's every morning. I was going to say Gerald Ford, but where are you going with this? That poor darling looks so frail that an ejaculation could blow him up the face of the earth. I say that. Who's biting? <laughs> Who's fucking copying me? 
This idiot gonna come so hard, he gonna be gone. I'll give you cancer of the breast, you old cunt. Oh, how? Yes, spicy. Sounds like a guest. Too bad this person is dead. And the most important one, I don't give a fuck what people are, say about me as long as they say something. Ah. And with that, we are doing Tallulah Bankhead. Tallulah Bankhead! I don't know who that is. And she would hate you for that because she is a woman that demands attention. Mm. Yeah, how dare you not talk about her or know about I her? I mean, we're doing an entire podcast right now, but whatever. <laughs> She's probably moist in her grave. <laughs> we'll put this on a cassette and throw it in that said grave. Put on wax, dude. So sick. That's like more indie, though. It is indie. So Tallulah was the hottest woman of her day. She was the ultimate prima donna of the stage and silver screen and the queen of the flappers during the 1920s. Oh, I like a flapper. She had the mouth of a sailor and the vulgarity of an unwashed trucker at a strip club. Which is pretty normal for the internet. But there was no internet. There's no internet. I like how you said a sailor for one of those analogies, and then a land sailor for the exact <laughs> opposite, like the following one. Dude, Which also one. were close analogies, because yeah. you said she speaks poorly, and here's the analogy, and then also she speaks very poorly, and here's the analogy. I have, well, I'm full of analogies, dude. They call me Analogy Jones, because I'm full of, like, you have seen as Mouses Jones? No one calls you that. <laughs> I, I yeah, I mean You've seen that movie though. Uh, look. No no no, no well, I don't need an explanation. You've I'm, seen that movie. I'm not on trial here. <laughs> Alright? <laughs> He's alive. Yeah. Alright. I feel so alive for the very first time. She lived life to the extreme. Dudes wanted to put it in her. Ladies wanted to gush all over her face. And Toluda wanted them all. She just wanted dicks, vajanes. I suppose you're going to clear up extreme because in a modern context, extreme is Sean White getting sponsorships from Monster, going down uh, half pipes that are made of ice and and kick flipping. I know. Just getting Dixon Vagine is an extreme, but this is shit is extreme right now. She boasted in having over 500 affairs under her belt. And in reality, she had as many as thousands of sex partners. Male and female. It, it, it's like, I don't know. It's not like a high score to boast for, I feel. <laughs> well, it, you know what I mean? It, it's impressive at a certain point, and then it just drops off to like, what are you, what? Well, I mean, when you're a dude and you say that, you're an asshole. But when you're a lady, you're, you're, you're a slut, but a cool slut that I want to hang out with. Oh, yeah. I want to hang out with that kind of slut. I hang out with her. I want to go to Applebee's with her. Make out <laughs> over some endless appetizers. Oh, lick my mozzarella, boys. She wouldn't be caught dead at Applebee's. She's all about the high class. Why did I turn Indian for that? Uh, I want to go to the Waldorf with her and uh, look at her dress. The Waldorf Applebee's is yeah. better. <laughs> so much better. There's apples in the chicken salad. What? Who thought of this? Well, at the, Wal- Wor- at, at the Waldorf Applebee's, she would, every day, She'd blow an eight ball of Coke, smoke 150 cigarettes, drank two liters of bourbon, along with any other drug you can think of. She was boofing that shit. Damn. <laughs> can we do the math on, what was it, 150 cigarettes in a 24-hour well, cycle? That is, that, Cody, you're the math guy. You could yeah. fucking do math. So 20, like, 20, 20 in a pack. Well, it's 150 over 24 hours. So, like, how many are you smoking an hour? 
Uh, you know that sometimes she would catch all the cigarettes and then she'd put them into balls and then she'd boof the cigarettes. She'd boof them? Thank you. She's got to catch them all. <laughs> that was 150 cigarettes divided by 24. No, well, it's five. So, so now we're at six, six and a half. Six and a half packs. Six. Six point. Thank you, Riley. We have th- tonight in the studio. We have we have friends of the show. Yeah, Riley and Zach just doing doing support work on their road trip across America. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah. And they're getting fell on our know, stinky couch. They're then we're just letting it happen. See you hang out. High five us. Let's go. So just like There's one. There's two. Just like we're hanging out with royalty right now, she would hang out with royal royalty, prime ministers, presidents, and all the well to do at the time. What's she doing? But we're going to find out! What's she doing? There's only one reason you hang out with royalty, Travis. We're going to unbox this shit. I just want to put out now. We're going to re-box this shit. Yeah. I'm going to put it in the box. and You're going to put the better ingredients into the pizza box. What does the waveform look like? So Awful. Yeah. In order to get the scoop on her life, I read a book called... Tallulah Bankhead, A Scandalous Life. It's a great read. You should go out and read it. But the author, David Bretz, most of his sources came from Tallulah's own autobiography. Awesome. That she released in 1952. And this included all of the shit I'm going to talk about. Orgies, drugs. And in fact, President Eisenhower asked her to the Oval Office to sign his copy of the book. Wow. So you think about the 50s, you're like, wow, it's so conservative. But they're fucking reading this dirty-ass, skanky-ass book. Eisenhower, a man's man, you know? I like Hike. So we're going, we're going to, she she opens up a lot of her information, like all dirty sexual yeah. positions she tried. Yeah, like like the number two in and out, Dos Equis. Yeah. <laughs> the, the New dos, Zealand the creamy, do, the creamy Dos Equis. The uh, the Colombian trail mix, the the salad danger, the Madagascar typhoon. All right, now I I want to preface this whole thing like I think sexual. I'm not trying to shame the sexual uh, like promiscuity 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 promiscuity. Yes, boobly boobly boo. So you're not trying to shame. I'm not trying to shame that shit. Well, you should be. No, I love that. You absolutely must. No, I don't. I think she's actually really fucking cool. She was a strong woman for Empowered. the time. Empowered. No, she was fucking cool, and it's commendable and hot. But you do understand that, like, the only commendable thing is man and woman missionary style under sheets. That's it. <laughs> that's the that's the American way, and the American way is the best way. Anything else? Do not turn around, woman. Well, do not turn around. Yeah, you do not sh- have fun. Leave those fingers elsewhere. <laughs> pray, pray your hands together. The male price said is is in the man's brain. <laughs> yes, we exactly. learn from science. That's exactly. <laughs> so anyway, I don't want to shame her on her like sex and shit. I think that's cool. Job until now, but, but when you when you live a life of such excess, you're gonna fuck up. And uh, there's a lot to go into right now. You know, I'm into it. I'm into it. So you're taking me there. So Tallulah Brockman Bankhead was born February 2nd, 1902 in Huntsville, Alabama. Okay. To Ada and William Bankhead. Now you think Tallulah is kind of a weird name. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's different. It's I mean, different. you might you might have heard it nowadays. Well, it's hard to spell. Yeah, hard to spell. Um, just wrong, really. It's wrong. We're off to a bad start. Yeah. Don't Tol- name your kid that. Tallulah, Georgia, was where her mother Ada was baptized, and overlooking Tallulah Falls, apparently Papa Bankhead blasted his juice in the Mama Bankhead, and nine months later, Tallulah popped out. Oh, uh, so <laughs> we're off to a bad start. So it's not Tallulah. It's Tallulah. 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 So like that's like I don't know. It's like like Walt Whitman Mall uh, bathrooms. That would be like the name of my child that I don't have. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, very poignant. I uh, see what you've done. I think you'd be a great father, but I don't want you to have that kid. You don't want little Walt Whitman Mall. Walt Whitman Mall. <laughs> I thought it was a bathroom. I thought you were gonna go Walt Whitman Walt Mall. What's his middle name? Is bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> that means his first name is Walt Whitman Mall. Yep. You couldn't. Yeah, dog. Walt Ward. Yeah. You could have done the humane thing and just called him Walt and nope. then shoved. Nope. His Whitman name is Mall Bathrooms to well, the middle pe- name. People need to know but- where I fucked, dude. People need to know where I fucked, and the only way they're gonna know. Well, first of all, they're not going to know if I don't have children. And then when I have children, I need to... I, this is where I fuck, dude. Well, true. I mean, like, I'm going to assume that you fucked. But at the same time, I don't know that you fucked unless you had Walt Whitman Mall. Baby boy. <laughs> My baby, My baby I'll, boy. I'll never know if you, you've ever done it unless you had that. Yeah, right. So, Tallulah... <laughs> yeah, that's how the world works. Tallulah, Tallulah is actually an Indian name, and it has two meanings. It means delightful sound or terrible water. <laughs> and both of them describe Tallulah's destiny. I was going to say Taco Bell night. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's got a nice bell dong, but then like dong. the water is dysentery juice. Yeah. It's a new GNC. Tallulah's mother, Ada, dies due to pregnancy complications. Mm. It's sad. Never want to go out that way. And, uh, but but William Bankhead goes for the BOGO deal at the church and christens Tallulah during her mother's open casket. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> There's mom. Now Take a I good may, look. Now, if I may redirect your attention away from the casket. <laughs> so when that one stopped, this one started. Yeah. It's so, like circle of life. Exactly. And we're happy. Ying Yang, right? They say that. <laughs> She's got a, an Eastern name, Togula. <laughs> Follow me. Ying Yang, Togula. Everything's good. It's funny because later in life, a lot of people would say that her name was pagan and mm. would like chastise her for that. Oh, I don't <laughs> think. Well, she doesn't sound like a woman who cares too much about chastising. No. So. So Tallulah had a bit of a rough upbringing. Her father turned into a drunk after his wife's death. It was manic depressive, would, depressive, would sleep with a loaded pistol under his pillow, and would threaten to blow his brains out on the daily. Not cool. No, no, no you sh- shouldn't do that with uh, little girls in the house. You're trying to raise them. Yeah, and Tallulah always thought that he loved her older sister, Eugenia Moore, and blamed her for her mother's death. So daddy issues. Yeah, so, yeah, William was a big old shithead. So Tallulah and Eugenia grew up living with various relatives, predominantly uh, her grandfather, Captain John Bankhead. 
And John Bankhead was a very conservative ex-Confederate captain that was very loaded thanks to the fact that he owned two coal mines and made a smart investment in Coca-Cola. Fuck, oh. I want two coal mines. <laughs> I want one Coca-Cola to share with my friends. <laughs> I like how they say names on them recently. It's nice. Right? Yeah, right? It's like, uh... I, I got, got this for you because your name's on it. Hey, Ed! This says Ed! I just want... <laughs> Can I drink it around you? Can I drink it with you or around you? I want this guy to walk up be like, uh... Stringing his diet coke and says like share with Sarah, and his girlfriend's like who the fuck Shara? Shara? Who's Shara? Who's Shara? Wait a minute, who's Shara? Wait a minute, who's Shara? So this this Captain John Bank had stepped up and he raised the two girls. Now Tallulah at the time was a pimple ridden chubby tomboy. <laughs> All right, cool. Far from the bombshell that which she would become, but that's pretty much puberty. You look like shit, and then you might grow out of it. You just might look like shit for the rest of your life. I feel so bad for kids <laughs> going through puberty. I know I've brought it up before, but you're Why are you just looking a, at me? Why the fuck yeah. are you looking at me? Because <laughs> I'm sharing. It. No. <laughs> Co- well, Cody, you want to learn about the birds and the bees right now? Yeah, sure. It's, so it's man, Travis fucks in a bathroom. Yeah, in uh, a Walt Whitman Mall. <laughs> That's where the magic starts. I so feel Co- like no. So Cody, imagine can we take a, like a log flume Disney ride, and Travis is just like, "This is the stall where the magic happens." So when a man, when I hit a, the ceiling. When a man, Travis yeah. just plumping away. <laughs> when a man loves a woman, uh, his gen his genitalia areas get very stiff, and he says, "Yo, broad, you want to go to the bathroom with me?" <laughs> And so he stopped quickly before he goes to the bathroom. He stops at the pretzel stand, grabs a few pretzels, and then slams that hoe in the bathroom. That's right. And thank God there's no escalators in that mall because it gets real rowdy. You got to go up and down escalators with a with a rock hard pretzel. Yeah. Oof. So not only was Tallulah going through puberty, she was also prone to a goodie bag of old timey diseases. Oh. Like measles, oh. uh, mumps, whooping cough, smallpox, and tonsillitis. Okay, which I had a lot, but you know. Well, yeah, but, you know, well, yeah, yeah. You yeah. didn't get your tonsillitis from sucking cock, I hope. Oh, maybe. Also, back at this time, no AIDS. Pretty cool. No AIDS. Yeah. Little syphilis didn't understand, but no AIDS. Pretty cool. Her grandpa decides to run for Congress, and the two girls are shipped off to a covenant. The Oof. Covenant of the Sacred Heart in Manhattanville, New York. Oh, so Manhattanville, many words. yeah. Yeah. Uh, that sounds fake. As a New Yorker, that sounds fake. Yeah, really it does. Life with the Nuns was not for Tallulah, obviously, because <laughs> okay. she's like a tomboy and like just running around being crazy. And also so fucking like, a shitload of people later on in her life. And also like lumpy and covered in measles. Yeah. You like what you see. Apparently, apparently, if you're a nun, you just shave with a night. Uh, shave. <laughs> Apparently, if you're a nun, you you bathe with a nightgown on, which is stupid. And Tallulah was like, "That's dumb." So she would just get naked and parade around the hall, and like, "I'm going to take a bath naked." Yeah, like a normal like person. a normal person. Yeah. And this fact of her being naked kind of followed her throughout her life. She just loved being naked. She's a little nudist. It's nice. It is nice, but you can't be an exhibitionist at a Catholic school. So, one time she was sent to the Mother Superior after she got caught flashing the gardener 
and Tallulah got angry and threw an ink pot at Mother Superior's face. I may flash this old wrinkled gardener. <laughs> look at these tibbies. Yeah, yeah. I see you're looking at your petunias. How about some Tallulias? <laughs> <laughs> also, what the fuck is wrong with that gardener? Tattletailing. Yeah, really? Like, Dude, well, how old was she? If she was 13 years old and I'm oh, gardening... She's, a, she's way young. Yeah, if she's young and, she's like, <laughs> and if I'm out there and I'm, I'm, I'm hoeing and I'm raking and I'm, I'm picking... There's, there's no... Uh, what is it called? The shit that you spray on weeds now? Uh, Monsanto. Whatever that is. There's none of that. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting my hands in the dirt and then all of a sudden a 13-year-old girl shows me her boobies. I'm like, you Fuck need that. to go to church yeah. and hell at the same time. Church me, church what me. What the hell's wrong I'm with telling you? on a 13-year-old. Yeah, me too. I'd be like, get them stupid titties away. They're not even titties. They're little <laughs> they're little boy boy breasts. Get I'm, them away. Not only am I tattling. Oh. I'm they're a, going to jail. They're going to jail. Juvie. They're fired to jail. Right, to jail. Yes. All right, anyway, let's move along. All right, so she's kicked out of the first Catholic school. Because of Flash and the Gardener. Yeah. It's At like this some- point, her father had sobered up and was running his own campaign for Congress. Uh, again, uh, he didn't have time for these little shits, so he sent them to Mary Baldwin, Baldwin Seminary in Virginia. Exciting. Okay. Yeah. So here Tallulah had her first taste of alcohol at a school function, which uh, she again stripped naked and at the slightest buzz... Uh, get the get the blood of Christ out of her. Yeah, but this would begin her Ew. long lost or her long love for the drink, and her drink of choice was a bourbon called Old Granddad. That's <laughs> I've fine. had that. You've That's had fine. it? Yeah, Is I've it had good? it. They still make it today. Mm. I would call it pretty bottom shelf liquor. Mm. It's just one dollar more than Seagram's for that liter, you know. I feel like I should. I came ill prepared. I should have brought some old granddads. I just assumed it didn't exist anymore. Yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> Goes great with iced tea. Mm. At the age of twelve, Tallulah started to realize that she had the hots for ladies. Oh yeah, hey, Her, the first me love. Too. Yeah, the first <laughs> love was. Sister Agnatus. Me different. <laughs> she was hot for sister. Sounds like one of those brass. Got it bad. Got it bad. Got it bad. I'm hot, hot for, for sister. sister. That was our dad joke of the night. Yep, <laughs> no more. I still have one. You, you two burned it there. Yeah, we burned ours. You got one more. You're fine. She claimed that nothing came of this infatuation, but she had a new found respect for the clan. What the clan? The clam. Oh, the, the clam. Vagi- <laughs> the <laughs> vagina. I thought this was a lesbian to uh, racism classic it, yeah, that always just, tends to happen. She just sitting, put on that hood, uh, and you know, I was like, "This is a hell of a jump." I tell that to 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 girls who are questioning their sexuality. Well, look, if you're gonna be a lesbian, you might be a clansman one day. A clamsman. <laughs> clamsman. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the land of Clamalot. No one wants to be a white-pointed clamsman. <laughs> you know, instead of rocking out with your cock out, you jam with your clam out. That's right. Yeah, dog. Jam out with your clam out. That's it. Mm-hmm. She would later go on to say, My father warned me about men and booze, but he didn't mention a word about women and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of cocaine mentioned in, in uh, paternal... 
teachings, I would imagine. <laughs> That's still one that parents don't talk about no. much today. We haven't evolved much. It's a little bloat. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny. Like you think your parents like don't do shit, you know what I mean? Your entire life, and then you, you like find that one photo album, and you're just like, oh, is that Burning Man?" <laughs> yeah, parents go through their whole lives. They do all this crazy shit. They have kids. And they're like, you know, one thing you should be aware of is brushing your teeth. You gotta get in there every yeah. night, Daddy. Why are your pupils so big? Marijuana. Brush your teeth, Meredith. <laughs> get in the bathroom and brush your teeth. My name's Michael. <laughs> I bought you the toothpaste that you wanted. Get in there. I'm gonna a- I'm gonna gum this fucking MD I mean this toothpaste <laughs> dust. Look at good example, Daddy. Eventually she would leave the covenant. Is that from Halo? Did I say that right? Is it Coven? Yeah, no, that's a witch's that's thing. That's a witch's thing. Coven. Whatever. She left fucking church land. <laughs> and at the age of 16, Tallulah outgrew her puberty greasiness and developed into a straight-up bombshell lady. How big were their tits? Oh, uh, they were like... Uh, they weren't huge. They were probably like C's. But they were perked. Pretty big. They're they were perked. perked. Nice. Perked as hell. Perked. Hmm. Uh-huh. So after a trip to Atlantic City with her aunt, she fell in love with vaudeville, and she set her hearts on life in the stage. Oh, on the vaudeville. stage. Yeah. You should have seen it. There was a man with an accordion and another man with a monkey on a leech. They're all in stripes for <laughs> yeah. some reason. Straw hats, there was ribbons. F- mimes making out. It's vaudeville. I didn't see the box, but he was in a box. I don't know. In 1917, she'd have she would have her chance. Tallulah entered the contest. <laughs> Tell me about the chance. Weird. <laughs> I don't know why it's 1917. I'm speaking like she had a chance. She had a chance. Yes, <laughs> Tallulah has a chance. In, in 1917, she had a chance, <laughs> and Tallulah entered a contest in the picture play magazine. All she had to do was submit a headshot. And 12 lucky contestants, in parentheses, the hottest underage girls, <laughs> would be selected to travel to New York City oh, to star in a motion picture. Big oh, up, wow. oh, a movie, you say? Movie. Amazing. What, uh, do I know it? Have I seen it? Uh, it's gone. <laughs> Yeah, it's just thrown out with the rest of yeah. the other pictures made. It to, yeah, the pictures back then just got thrown out. Yeah. <laughs> so Play Picture Magazine published the names and the pictures in their September issue. And there was Tallulah's headshot with the caption below it saying, Who is she? <laughs> okay. Well, that doesn't seem like a very informative yeah. publication. Well, Tallulah had forgot to write her name on the back of the photograph. <laughs> You dumb idiot. Oh, There's your one shot. <laughs> now, hundreds of girls claim to be her. They dress up in identical outfits and whatnot. Uh, but luckily, Captain John Bankhead had held on to the negatives, and he sent into the magazine a letter verifying Tallulah's identity with an official Washington, D.C. stamp. Oh, look. So, uh, Tallulah, I'm going to do this because I don't like you. Understand this. I'm paying postage to get you out of here. <laughs> Just because you didn't write your name. And also, you killed your mother. I hate you. <laughs> no, this is Grandpa. Oh, all right. Well, you killed your mother. I hate you. <laughs> 
So Captain John allowed her to go to New York if she was chaperoned by her Aunt Louise. And the two of them traveled, uh, the two of them moved into the apartment on West 45th Street in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And Tallulah spent three weeks shooting The Wishful Girl in Brooklyn, New York. Wow. Brooklyn. And like I said before, this movie is lost to time. Damn. Unfortunately. Um, Aunt Louise and Captain John thought that this would be like her only shot at film and that this would kind of just like rub off. Like, oh, you did it. Good job. Huzzah. Yeah. Come back. But she had caught the acting bug. Oh, no. So Aunt Louise's son dies in World War II and she goes off to search for spiritualists. If you listen to the Helen Duncan episode, she's looking for those people. Oh, yokey paper people. Right. So cheesecloth. While while Aunt Louise is off occupied, Helen or uh, um, Tallulah takes this chance to move into the Algonquin Hotel and mingle with some fellow thespians. Thespians, thespians. Na- Native American thespians <laughs> at the Algonquin. <laughs> wow! In which no Native Americans were allowed. No, get out of here. Get move along, Pocahontas. How did you get in here? Paint with all the colors of get the fuck out. I want to stay on the outside of this one. Mm. You guys enjoy. It's probably better. Yeah, we are bad people. Uh, she starts doing theater and silent film. Nice. But this is World War Two. World War One. Oh, okay. You said. Did World I say War World War One? No, you said World War Two before. I'm sorry. This is World War One. Okay, that makes sense with the you know soundies. Soundies. Correction, you could put a robot voice earlier and say, one. One. (laughs) They'll be totally confused up until this point. (laughs) (laughs) So she starts doing theater and silent films. Most of them are penned by the critics. Uh, But in her spare time, she's building a network of sexually loose party animals. Now, Tallulah claims to technically, technically have been a virgin until she was 20. Well, that's a technical virgin. Uh, she saw being a virgin meaning taking a dick. So there was other things going in there. Hey, it just wasn't a dick. I'm, I'll say this right now. According to Tallulah's definition, I'm a virgin. Yeah, I'm me too. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. a virgin too. Cheers to us virgins. I mean, never taken no, a well, dick. Yeah. We're all well, virgins. You can't, you can't have a baby Walt Whitman unless you take a dick. <laughs> Um, but all that said, she was all about the clam at the time. It wasn't that she wasn't, like, taking attention from the man. Tallulah loved the male attention. She got it all the time. What she would do is just, she would strip naked in this Algonquin hotel. This is how you get And just attention? prance around. Yeah? You She'd like take, like, nude photographs and get all those men hard and ladies damp. And look, you can see almost anyone in a giant teepee. <laughs> how? It's like a theater in the round. Her luxurious lifestyle really began when she landed her first leading role on Broadway in the production of 39th East. 39th East. Yeah. And that was a sequel to 38th East. East. And it goes back to, to one, <laughs> one-th East. One-th East. All the way back. The original's always the best. Yep. <laughs> you just can't come back from that. Dude, the original was Avatar, man. That's the first yeah, movie I ever made. How many originals were called Something One? <laughs> like, if I ever make movies, I'm, call, I'm, I'm starting them all with one, with Alien no intention one. of making a prequel. Yeah, Ant One. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's one of those movies Bugs where it's just Life like, I wouldn't one. know if there's a sequel or not, because it, yeah. it could be so low budget. It could be like a 
like a stop motion or something. Did I miss Ants None? Ants on Yeah, I know, but you did miss the B movie one. Oh, okay. <laughs> with Jerry Seinfeld. All right. Uh, so with this new leading role, her contract was a one hundred dollar dollars a week salary. That's right. A lot of money back yeah, okay. then. Roughly, that translates to seventeen hundred dollars a week. You go. Walking around. You're she, still poor today. She received a part-time maid and a generous clothing allowance. So she could just like go into a store and buy clothes and they'd reimburse her. Write it off. Yeah. Sounds very showgirl. Lots of boas. Showgirl. So going into the 1920s, Tallulah and her other like-minded youths would become called the Kid Flappers. Oh, Okay. Now, now, a kid flapper was a radical youngin that lived life to the fullest. They oh. drank neat bourbon. My they God. inhaled more cigar and cigarette smoke than real air. And they got a rise as a shocking and insulting a- almost anyone. It's the ICP of the 20s. Oh, man. Yeah. But instead of Fago, it was neat bourbon. Neat bourbon. Yeah. Fuck, wow. That's what it is, man. Ooh. There's little hatchet girls. Are you people judging me? <laughs> are you judging me because of the paint on my face? Because I'm not a clown, I assure you. You are you are not looking at a clown. There's a there's a gang going around called the Kid Flappers, and they're gonna march on Washington. Yeah. They don't know how magnets work. Get out of their way. <laughs> so with any counterculture comes the lingo. <laughs> with any counterculture comes the lingo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All the jazz. All the jazz. Kid flappers made words. Kid flappers made words like crazy, divine, shit, and darling popular. <laughs> really now? Yes. Excuse me. Uh, that's crazy, brah. Crazy, brah. I'm a child flapper. <laughs> Rent my child. And, I, and I'm a juggalo rapper. How are we? <laughs> I am uh, Tech 900, Tony Hawk. So Tallulah would never drop this way of speaking. Throughout her career, her catchphrase was, darling. With like four H's, right? Like, darling. Right. And a lot of our grandparents picked that up, so that's like normal for old people. But very insulting. Strange back then. Yeah. Thank God it's dying out now. (laughs) Am I right, guys? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you just imagine all the the, the, the conservative folk of the time. <laughs> I'm shocked. I am not your darling. Do not call me darling. Darling, me? Absolutely not. It's all about the darlings, and we're fucking coming over the border. <laughs> fucking darling, give me these darlings. Scare <laughs> Clear my lungs. Thank you. It's more than your lungs. Yeah, it's all my it's all my organs. <laughs> They're coming out at the seams. It's pretty neat. Yeah, it's cool, dude. I'm like one of those easel retro sketches. Dude, hot topic, nightmare before Christmas. You got old worms coming out of your body. It's easy. It's like cool topic. That's where I shop. When the bodies exhibit. <laughs> uh yeah. It's just I just imagining you just like standing there with like a little dangus out of your gut, just like hey. <laughs> look, look, look at the insides. So we, as we talked about with Coco Chanel, so many references here. It's reference upon reference. Wow, Helen Just Duncan. listen to our whole backlog. Wow. So when we listen, when we uh, with Coco backlog Chanel, backlog is a hilarious word. I when just we listen, realized. yeah. 
It's like you listen to those logs. So with, with Coco Chanel, the kid flappers threw out their corsets and slipped on some more form-fitting dresses. Then a corset? I mean, a corset restricts. It's bone. They put, like, bone Yeah, it's like steel. baleen shit. In there. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, loose so they can shake their titties oh, okay. and, like, windmill so their more, dicks. more naturally form-fitting, yeah. not more... Okay, so yeah. it's, uh, it's loose and jivey. Yeah, so they, like, fucking shake their titties to some big man and shit. And, like, also at the time, males and more predominantly females were big into cross-dressing. Um... Well, that's how you got into the movies. It made it a real big statement with the older generations. Like, why are you not wearing a dress, you stupid lady? Wear a dress. Well, uh, let me tell you, but first got to reach into my back pocket so I can pay, into, you pay some for something. I don't know. Ah! Everyone's mind is blown. It's like women don't have back pockets. They have pocketbooks. Oh, what? Am I right? Now, when it came to sex, kid flappers banged everyone. It was all the rage to embrace your bisexuality and any hole was a goal. In the words of Tallulah, she said, going down on a woman gives me stiff neck. Going down on a man gives me lockjaw and conventional sex gives me claustrophobia. (laughs) So just a really scared person with like a real gape mouth and a a, a back neck. like. (gasps) Uh, like one of, those, one of those gargoyles yeah. in an old uh, cathedral, you know, just yeah. I'm just trying to imagine like a hypochondriac that's also a nymphomaniac that's just like, oh, lockjaw, stiff neck. Oh my god, my neck. Oh, I need to give less blowsures this week. <laughs> and, I, and I hope I like to envision she's just like telling this to like the bus driver, and he's just <laughs> like, who asked you? Get. <laughs> So, kid fla- flappers would hold these dance parties called snowballs. Oh. And they were held almost every day of the week. And the motto to these parties were, The beautiful people, will you come in to my snowball? Is there a chain involved? Chain? Yeah. What do you mean? Cocaine. Cocaine. Uh, oh, yes. I mean, when you say snowball. Snowball. Snow means cocaine. Oh! Cocaine. All of the beautiful people. Basically, all this was was a big cocaine and alcohol-induced orgy that would last until the early morning. Sounds like a good time. On the subject of cocaine, Tallulah would later say, Cocaine isn't habit-forming, darling. Nope. I should know, because I've been taking it for years. (laughs) (laughs) Bam! Yeah. Good stuff there. So... Now, I mentioned at the top that Tallulah had 500 affairs. And um, up until she was 20, she might have licked some sliz, but didn't, hadn't taken the D yet. No? You know? Okay, hadn't well, taken that D. You got to take your time. She got this vitamin D deficiency. We now, don't like sexual pressures. But let me tell you about the first unsolicited dick pic in recorded history. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Did Al Capone put his dick on a Xerox machine and send it to her for- from Chicago. Get out of here, Al Capone. You can't do Xerox. What are you, stupid? Dude, that's normal. Anyway. <laughs> so, she became friends with notable thespians, Ethel and John Barrymore. Okay. Now, you might recognize that name because John Barrymore is Ju- Drew Barrymore's grandfather. Yes, thespian family. Thespians. In yes. the blood. So, if you ever ask yourself while watching a Drew Barrymore picture how she got into this, because she's not very good, it's because of nepotism. 
and sucking dicks. And That's e. right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Tallulah caught wind that John Barrymore was very much into her. And the second she heard the news, she rushed off to see him in his current performance, The Jest. Um, he has his own theater, right? In Broadway? I think now he does, but not back then. No, no I mean, they named yeah. it after him. Yeah, yeah. So um, she was in such a rush that she forgot to change out of her dress that she was wearing for a couple of weeks. And one Ooh. of her friends probably smelled her stanky-ass dress and was like, you're not going to impress that dude because your dress... It's fucking gross. Yeah, it's got Kool-Aid all over it. It sucks. Got, you suck. It's got jizz. Yeah. Cocaine. Coke-crusted. Well, not jizz, any jizz, just like snail trails. Snail trails. <laughs> soft cum. It's not better. It's not better. <laughs> to which Tallulah responded, who cares? He's only concerned about my knickers. Oh. <laughs> 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 you spicy old bad shit. <laughs> I I know she's not old yet, but I'm just imagining she always talked with like that 150 cigarette a day voice. And she did, even yeah. when she was like 12. <laughs> I really love it if if I'm still fucking in my 60s. If I get called a spicy old bag, right? <laughs> like you're not just a regular bag, dude. You are like a Dwayne Reed bag, a spicy. Old you bag. were carrying a whole bunch of. Texas Pete in. I'm older. My leg hair doesn't grow anymore, so it just kind of <laughs> happens. You know, I got a lot of wrinkles and weird spots that you're going to discover because you're calling me a spicy old bag, <laughs> aren't you now? So file this under the wind. <laughs> Tallulah was absolutely right. She met John backstage. He asked her to be his leading lady in an upcoming movie called Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Wow. Without a response from Tallulah. John started acting like a creep and making animal noises and then asked her to fuck him right there on the dressing room couch. As you do when there's absolutely no records of anything. (laughs) Right. That black leather couch just smashed into the corner behind that coffee table. Yeah, and it's a real leather couch. Unlike the, uh, what, what, what is that website called? We all know what I'm talking about. A werefay? Werefy? Werefound? Ikea? Yeah. Strong Real move. leather. Strong move <laughs> imitating animal sounds and then asking for the sex. This was a cow. Moo. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> now, Tallulah had some scruples. She was like, I don't want to fuck you because like, there's no good to come out of blending business with pleasure. And also, animal sounds. You made those. (laughs) Also, you're making the sound of a cheetah, which is a big turnoff. Because cheetahs sound like this when they're in heat. Yeah, it's called chuffing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, she turns him down. Good for her. Great. A few days later, she gets an envelope that's passed through by a friend. Mm. She opens this envelope. Inside, is a picture of John Barrymore on a boat. Looking off in the horizon, completely naked. <laughs> Essentially, this was a 1920s dick pic. She saw the dick and everything? Oh. She saw the dick. He was, was completely he naked, like staring into the, the blue. Was he erect? I could not find a picture of this. I tried. I tried hard. I wanted to see his dick so bad. So what, he was just like the organic <laughs> figurehead for the boat or something like that? <laughs> he was, yeah, he was like right on the front of the boat, just with his hard peen. Hanging the anchor off. Well, the heart is the speculation bit. Yeah. 
But anyway, she became obsessed with dick size after this point, and John Barrymore's dick became the standard for Dangerous Dong. He was rocking that hard? In fact, she would say to all of her partners, like, she'd make sure that all of her partners were hung like a Barrymore. <laughs> okay. What's the standard? What are we talking? I, I don't know exactly. It was it was at least two hands, because she was a big fan of using the two-hander. Just kind of holding well, okay, it there. Okay, so, yeah. What do we... <laughs> everyone, everyone's looking at their hands. Yeah, everyone, everyone's done the whole room is disgusting. Like, oh, <laughs> Zweihanders. <laughs> I don't know, I got big hands. This, yeah, this could, would be ridiculous. <laughs> this is unfathomable. This is, this yeah. is uh this is not this is John Barrymore, not Lexington Steel. <laughs> is it like is it is it is it like palm to middle finger times two, or is it like the uh, hand over the other times two? I don't know, dude. <laughs> doing a periscope at yeah, me, that's man. Funny. We need to do the Twitch Wait, stream again on. so you can oh. get this joke, people. <laughs> I need to anyway, pile someone's hand so real quick. She, whenever she hooked up with someone, she was also very vocal about the size of their equipment to both her friends and the press. She would just come out and say, look at this fucking two-hander. Look at this photograph. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So once she had one dick, she needed them all. Gotta Not catch them all. Yeah, gotta catch all those dicks in your vagina. Yeah. Not to say that she still wasn't in the ladies, but, like, you know, she got dicks now. That's a different thing for Enter her. the dick. So she moves into her own apartment on 57th West, which is right near my office. Ooh, Gross. Yeah. <laughs> so many gentlemen callers go mm. up from your office. Wow. And she began hosting her own snowballs, sucking off and fucking anything or anyone with the right proportions. Gentlemen would bite. <laughs> Even at regular events, Tallulah, like non-snowball at regular events, just like, hey, we're having an, a matinee. Right. I don't know. Was that a thing? Sure. A matinee is two films shown in the middle of the well, day. Well, she would be doing cartwheels and handstands in her skirt, and of course she didn't wear panties, so that puss was all out for everyone right. to see. Nice. In theaters? Or just regular events. <laughs> In 3D. Coming to a theater near you. Look at this. So Tallulah had her regular dudes that she dated as well. It wasn't all just like random people. One of the first notable guys was Napier George Henry Stewart. The third Baron of Arlington. Ooh, fancy. She would just call him Naps. All right. Okay. <laughs> we all get tired. Yeah. So this dude was... A dark, mysterious, bisexual royal that she met during an occult-obsessed coke bender. Um, now, Naps... Now, uh, now, Naps, she described as such. Uh, Naps touched... Uh, I love how like he, he goes on coke benders and his name is Naps. <laughs> 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 that's that's an opium den name. Naps touched off conflicting emotions with me. With him, I was irked at his nonchalance. Solanche. Solanche. We don't need to try <laughs> his, that again. His criticism and flashes of cruelty. Away from him, I found the flaws attracted me. My name is Naps. 
<laughs> he's on the couch right now and he's blasting cocaine. He beats me from time to time with his aggression. And he's really what I'm into. Yes. Well, Tallulah was head over heels for him. Naps introduced her to a whole new level of kink. Ooh. BDSM. Ah, ha, ha. Oh, damn. So, uh... Put this bungee cord in your vagina. <laughs> Tallulah explained the only way to keep Naps... Uh, having a massive boner was to bind, beat, or whip him. And which um, wasn't the way I was expecting. Nice. Yes. And would he just kind of cumpsed like, while he was being bounted? Well, sometimes I would go down to Greenwich Village and pick up some extra dudes to join in the fun. Great. And uh, Tallulah explained that the one thing that she really enjoyed about banging naps is that he would spank her. And she could dig her claws into her back, into his back. So Naps mm. invented the spank. Yes, oh, spanking Naps. Claws. He's manicured. He's ready to go. He's, oh, he's gonna dig it in. We'll manicure. Oh, I like this. What Naps didn't tell Tallulah was that he had tuberculosis. <laughs> <laughs> I have this sex position yeah. <laughs> where I cough in your open mouth. It's twice. called. It's called the TB. <laughs> Last case of the TB. You can get it from sex or, like, running water. <laughs> now, one day out of the blue, she came home to her apartment, and Naps was gone, had packed his bags, and went back off to England. All right. That's fine. Yeah. Who need Naps? I don't know if we she got had... cocaine. Yeah, I don't know if she had tuberculosis. But she was hurt. <laughs> tuberculosis? She was hurt, and uh, she expe- expressed this very outwardly. She would go up to random young girls, like under 18, mm-hmm. and explain to them that men were useless shits and showed them how to flick their bean. Oh. <laughs> wow. Imagine, right in the street. Just I mean, like, yeah. here you go. Imagine you that when you're walking around Penn Station. <laughs> They're all shit. <laughs> Look at it. Go. <laughs> I'm scratching. <laughs> yeah. No imagination necessary. What are you talking about? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Just go to Penn Station. But deep inside, she was secretly pining for naps. Oh, pine. <laughs> oh, look at this photograph. Within a few months of this whole, like, showing children how to jerk off, um, she... Jill, Jill off. Jill, Jill off. off, yeah. She was approached, approached to do a role called The Dancers on the West End in London. Wow. So what is that? So uh, the West End. Do you know what the West End is? I'm assuming it's in the West. The West End is London's version of Broadway. It's wow! The, it's the place where all the theater happens. Theater. Oh, theater with the R and E in the wrong. Theater. Theater. So she boarded a ship and started her new career in England. I cannot wait. Secretly hoping to reconnect with Naps. <laughs> So, so she moves into the Ritz in, in London. There's songs about it. Look it up, kids. Putting on that shit. Put that shit on it. And within days, Nap swoops in, and he acted like nothing happened. He was like, oh, how you doing? Oh, it's fine. He plops a Pekingese puppy on her lap, Ugh. and the two of them begin to fuck like rabbits while the Pekingese the puppy, puppy oh okay. no while oh, the okay. oh, while, <laughs> while the Pekingese puppy shits all over the floor that's cool yeah wow that's west the... end is something else 
Naps introduces her to his boyfriend, Lord William Latham. Mm. Uh, this guy, this was the guy that he had run off to England to bang. Tallulah, this is my boyfriend. What's his name again? Uh, Edward Latham. Meet Edward Latham. He's got a dick nine miles wide. But more importantly, he introduces her to the London branch of the Kid Flappers called the Bright Young Things. No, it gets worse every time. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. Stick with the name. I don't care how bad it is now. It'll get worse every time you change it. Now, the Bright Young Things took partying and orgies to a whole new level. They were way more wild than anything Tallulah had ever experienced in New York. Banging was even more of a game for these people. They would fuck complete strangers in daring new locations. Wow. Like the back of an automobile. Or in the middle of Hyde Park during the day against a tree. Or on the top of a double-decker Venga bus. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Their drug-induced orgies would last from dusk till dawn. And part of the appeal... And and part of the appeal was watching the sunrise inside someone you didn't know. Inside someone you didn't know? Yeah. There's a sunrise in this vagina. Well, it's like fucking banging someone you don't know. Sun's coming up. It's like you having your OJ and like it's getting blasted by some random stranger. What do you look like? <laughs> what is this? Um, they were also way more heady, more intellectual than uh, regular kid flappers and... New York City. Yeah. Oh, they more wouldn't... sophisticated children. Yes. They Every would... Christmas I ask for them. <laughs> they would invite members of the clergy to their orgies, not to fuck, or maybe they might have fucked them, but to discuss ex- the existence of God between sessions of banging and vigorous in-and-out motions. Oh, yes. <laughs> believe in God, y'all? While all this was happening, she's getting fucked Constantly. Constant fuck. Yes. Constant fuck. Wow, freedom. But while this has happened, Tallulah is gaining popularity in London and like the London theater crowd, mainly for her brash American attitude, sexy, sultry looks, and smoky voice. This is kind of an example of her Americanness. During uh, one dance lesson she was taking, because the place she was in was very dance oriented, was something she wasn't into or wasn't really known to do. Okay. So she was taking a dance lesson. She was eavesdropping on a bunch of noble ladies. Oh. Who were peeping the bulging blood sausage of the leotard of the male dancers. Oh. And uh, Tallulah wow. hears them giggling about his ding dong. <laughs> How do you go from bulging blood sausage to ding dong? You got a bunch of dipshits and leotards doing the macarena. Yeah, the guy up front who's leading it is just swinging. And this and these royal ladies like check out his ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh my. Tallulah stands up and, in a loud voice for all to hear, says, "If you got to talk about a man's cock, darling, Ugh. at least call them cocks." I won't have the most beautiful part of the male anatomy be dismissed as a ding-dong. Oh, those are her words. <laughs> ding-dong merrily on high, I say. Yeah. Ooh, ah. look at that peacock feather. Is cock much better, though? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, we still use cock today. I know it is. Yeah, if you didn't know. Chicken. Yeah, well, it, that's it, true. It, 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 it does have the benefit of being monosyllabic and really quick and easy to say. It's like, cock. Suck my cock. Yeah, you're right. Cock. 
<laughs> suck my wiener. Just doesn't have the same. Sharpness. I mean, what about peen though? Peen. Yeah, suck peen. My peen. Suck my peen. Get my peen toasty. Get my peen hard, wench. Toast this peen. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, the dancers made her in, the dancers made her into a natural sensation. There was a group of fans of Tallulah fans called the Gallery Girls. It gets worse. That would show up to all of her shows and disrupt the performance by screaming and chanting when Tallulah walked on stage. Their chant was Hallelujah, Hallelujah. F. Right? That's Dumb. cool. Yeah. Right? F. My F. Yeah. F. You're done. Boo. And everyone else in the audience is doing that old <laughs> English man thing. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the gallery girls were led by a woman named Fat Sophie. Great. <laughs> Which is a great name for a deli. It's also a great name for anyone that's in the theater program at your local high school. Yeah, Sophie. <laughs> I just think her parents hated her. Just like, <laughs> fucking Fat Sophie, sit down! Well, we were going to name her Sophia, but she came out at 10 pounds. At the end of every show, she would grab about 12 girls from the crowd and take them back to her house and bang the fuck out of her with her male lovers. Ooh, wow, great. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, lucky guys, right? Lucky everyone, I lucky guess. Lucky everyone. Everybody's lucky. Here. Everyone's lucky. It seems consensual. There was probably a few that were like, maybe this isn't for me. All right, I'm doing it. Oh, is that cocaine? <laughs> Hello. That's a cocaine. It's a cocaine. That's good for you. Well, I did enough cocaine, so I don't have to feel it. So we're going for it. <laughs> Tallulah ate that shit all up. Not just puss, but like she was feeding off that attention. She was just getting riling up the hysteria of the crowd, doing like cartwheels, going off script. And it's like there's scripts for orgies. Like, the, no, not at the hand or- here. Okay. <laughs> not at the orgy, at the playhouse. Oh. And all the directors were pissed. The directors hated her. Um, she was the absolute definition of a prima donna. And when. She didn't see eye to eye with the direction of the play. She refused to go on stage and threatened to tear up her contract. Which doesn't mean anything because no. they also have a contract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it only goes so far. There's right. a goldenrod copy. There's sometimes where the symbolism just doesn't match up. Right. So when she didn't see eye to eye with her fellow actors, she would try to sabotage them on stage. Um, sometimes just going off script was enough to throw them off. Or she would walk up out on stage um not during her cue and just rile up these ga- gallery girls or another trick she liked to do was swap their prop liquor with real liquor good stuff <laughs> okay very cool so she was becoming this extreme call to personality in england and it was all about the dramas and parties she would intentionally spread rumors about abortion she had to the press <laughs> great oh, whether or not she want, had yeah yeah whether or not she had them was kind of unimportant it was just she just oh i had an abortion i had an just because she thought week. it was trendy probably. yeah it was a pr stunt you know one paper called her a joyless creature whose spiritual home is in the gutter <laughs> she's got plenty of joy i'd be fine with that i love being if i was if gutter. i was a trash person like this yeah my joy would be in the gutter. I love being in the gutter. Home dude. is where the gutter is. <laughs> sweet, sweet gutter. The public loved her, though. It wasn't just the public. It was the nobility. Yes. So ex-Prime Minister David Lloyd George 
was a big fan. And future Prime Minister Winston Churchill <gasps> went to her play Fallen Angels five times. He he actually invited her over for dinner at his house. For fuck. For one evening. I don't know, they fucked. But Tallulah found out that she or that Winston Churchill had banged Ethel Barrymore a few years prior. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah, well. Very cool. Winston, my church. Yeah. <laughs> a Winston in the church. Yeah, you know Winston, I mean? my church. History is beautiful. And also, in terms of this like PR stunt, at one point, she, uh, one of her friends took a role that she was supposed to have. <gasps> oh, my God. No. So she tried to off herself with aspirin. Oh. It's kind of hard to do. Yeah. Um, she failed. Because, because it is hard to do. Well, yeah. to be fair, it could have been like that fucking like weird like nineteen like eighteen aspirin that just has like fucking amphetamine cocaine in it. <laughs> right, which started her heart again. Yeah. She, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been drinking so much this aspirin has thinned my blood so it can circulate through my body. <laughs> yes, I feel terrible. Let's go run a marathon. Well, anyway, the next day she was uh, uh a bigger role came her way. And and all of a sudden, I feel great. Yes, I'm so happy that suicide attempt was a uh, oops. You know, a big splash in the old oops. <laughs> oops, as Cody says, the the oops. Now, Tallulah was at the height of her success, and people loved her. Everything was given to her for free. Her lovers would give her jewelry. Her friends and followers would just like. Pay for her drinks and whatever. It's she nice to be in, rich. Yeah, she's rich, but also people are giving her shit. And at one point, she's like, fuck it. I really shouldn't have to do anything anymore for myself because I'm just rich. Yes. That's smart. So she starts taking on bisexual men, sometimes women and sometimes homosexual men at occasion, but mainly bisexual men, uh-huh. and began using them as what she called caddies. Oh, that's now, a caddy. Now, caddy is were like living maids uh, that she occasionally fucked. Mm. Um, the, the the first dildos. Yeah, all male caddies had to go undergo an anatomy test to make sure that they were two handers. In her words. Okay. Now so, these. So she put her hands in plaster, so she didn't have to actually <laughs> be doing the leg work. Here, all right, right, next one. Next yep, one. Next one. You match up. You sir, go outside. Now, these caddies would have to do menial tasks for her, including opening up her cigarette tins, purchasing makeup for her, Ah, cutting her toenails, manservants, rolling her joints, even pre-squeezing her toothpaste onto her toothbrush. Which, if you're a man and you have a wife or a girlfriend, you do that for. Man, that goes miles. (laughs) I'm not even kidding you. Squeeze toothpaste. Just do the toothpaste. There you go, darling. Oh, well, you're turning into the loo over there. Here you go, darling. Here you are, darling. Darling. Yes. But man, do that for your woman. It's good. Yeah, yes. Well, you good. want to be a keeper, don't you? Yeah. She has infinite cocks. Infinite cocks. <laughs> infinite cocks! <laughs> so, Whoop. Tallulah also hated being alone. She couldn't fall asleep unless someone was sitting next to her. Her caddies would often see her off to bed, which would take four hours. Because she was probably just, like, yacked up. You know what I mean? Are you falling asleep yet? yet? Are you doing it? <laughs> Do more cocaine. Come on. Another thing is when um, she had to go take a big old dump, she would have her caddies sit next to her on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just to keep her company. 
Yeah. And she was obsessed with soap operas. If she missed a soap opera, she'd instruct her caddies to watch it, take notes, and report back to her uh, much, what they had seen. Oh, no. Mm. There was no DVR or anything. No like TiVo. That. We didn't even yeah. have TiVo. Yeah, she just had no one man servant named oh. TiVo. <laughs> and his dick looked oddly like that remote. <laughs> Two-hander, but... <laughs> But it, it had looked f- like a remote. It thinned out in the middle. Yeah, very, very thin. Tapered in, didn't go anywhere. Yeah, very. Sh- it had the little icon, dude, too. <laughs> boop, beep, boop, boop. It's a little birthmark. Tallulah was very self-aware of her image, and uh, she reveled in it. You know, this almost became part of her character in most of her roles. She was like the spoiled, kind of outspoken, happy to be ignorant, you know, just not respecting kind of any strengths which is kind of like ironic because she's seems like an outspoken woman you know okay yeah i'm just trying to connect with like fucking sjw's and shit are you (laughs) (laughs) so eventually tallulah's time in london was up and she came back to new york city okay that was after a little scandal involving two 14-year-old boys that she took out partying. They were at Eaton. Rapist. Yes. Yeah. That's right, rapist. Yeah. Kind of weird. Uh, I don't know if anything happened there. You know, London London tabloids can be a little scandalous. Well, I don't know firsthand, but, uh, you know, <laughs> why not? But anyway, shortly after that, she goes back to New York City, and this time she enters re-enters the world of film... And now we have voices. Talkies. It's talkies. Yeah. Yeah. So she makes her triumphant return with The Tarnished Lady, which was filmed here on Long Island. Great. Perfect. Yeah, I don't know. Ohika Castle or something. Something like that. Yeah. But uh, eventually, she hopped on the money train and made her way to Hollywood in in the 1930s, early 1930s. Great. Now, even though homosexuality, bisexuality, and orgies were still a thing over there, the vice squads in Hollywood and the tabloids were far more vicious than anywhere else in the world. Well, I mean, she was in England, where, like, even rude people sound polite. (laughs) Yeah. Good fucking morning! So, one thing that Tallulah would do is throw these fast and loose orgies, which is awesome. I don't but like then loose in the orgy, you know what I mean? It's weird. You want tight orgies? I want a tight orgy. You want the right. cubicle orgy? Ooh, you want a broom closet? I like it, Cody. I feel like you just want like a Excel sheet after you've done an orgy. Uh, check, check it all off. <laughs> check everyone off. I'll order them like this. Scantron fucking <laughs> bubble in the circle. So during these orgies, she'd find out which men were homosexual or bisexual, and then use their secret as leverage oh, no one likes to that. either get a role or just stir up drama in the press. That's how you uh, stop getting invited to other people's orgies. Right. I know. Leave it's kind of fucked. Leave my dick alone. <laughs> Don't touch it. It's mine. One actor that she used this said leverage on was... Gary Cooper. Tallulah had been on a bit of a dry spell, and uh, she, she was looking for some, quote, goddamn good penetration. <laughs> so she scoped out Cooper, who was a man that she called a man that mattered. 
<laughs> Which oh, means two he had hands, a big dick. Two hands. Yes. Oh, two hands, yes. Um, and when she had found out that he had slept with men, she would leverage that to get a role in the movie. Okay, so uh, you like dick? <laughs> a little bit. Help me out. Okay. Help me out. Wow. Or else I'm going to tell the press. It's pretty bitchy. Yeah, right? Ooh. She also, I mean, the one thing she didn't keep from the press was that uh, Cooper had a two-handed snake trouser. What? Are you kidding me? A two-handed snake trouser <laughs> just in the middle of Hollywood? Mm. Call Whoa. animal control. Come on. How big are Tulula hands? I got to ask now. Uh, they're petite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like Cody, a, are you like, are you getting like kind of? No, I'm just wondering how many Tallulah hands I got. Well, I mean, like, you know there's I mean? normal hand, and then there's like, you know, raffle ticket. Yeah, she you did know? Chinese binding of the hands. <laughs> yeah, just, they're just, strung together. Yeah, it's just a like corset a, like, oven mitt, and you just it was, ow. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a lacrosse lanyard. <laughs> a pain. Uh, my goodness. So she, this tactic of like calling people out for like shit that they were doing and. A safe space, you know, mm. like pace where you're just fucking banging. Right. She would do again later towards communists during the black list era. Oh, he fucks like a sickle and hammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he give me that Stalin, lad. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Look how red his face is. <laughs> anyway, uh, in 1933, she returned back to New York City, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars richer. And went back to to the stage, and that's a lot of money back then. This is the depression. <laughs> We're in the depression. That's all now. the right. money. So yeah. she has two hundred and fifty thousand dollars surplus. Yeah, at a time when anyone would like to have two dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> exactly. That's a fortune. So during a rehearsal, I'll give you a break, Tom. Are you getting all that Tallulah? You getting all that Tallulah orgasms out of your nose? I am allergic to flowers. So, during a rehearsal for her upcoming play, The Jezebel, she collapsed with crippling stomach pain. Ooh. Uh, She was rushed off to a hospital, and the 1930s doctors were like, I don't know, it's like a kidney stone or colic. I I think it's my fake abortions. (laughs) Let's amputate her head. They're stacking up. (laughs) So, they're like, I don't know, you could just like do nine weeks bed rest. Oh, they always do that. Every time. So... This would not stand for Tallulah because the one thing she took serious was her commitment to the theater. I was going to say cocaine. But yeah. Okay. And cocaine. Mm. <laughs> commitment to cocaine. You know, so she was to stay in bed with cocaine. <laughs> she would secretly sneak out to rehearsal during these nine weeks, but eventually she was released from the hospital and told to relax, which she did for 24 hours, and then she returned back to drinking bourbon, smoking 60 cigarettes a day, Downing codeine and not eating. In 2019, Relaxing. it's very true. If yeah. you tell someone to relax, they're going to do all the shit they were doing wrong, even more so. <laughs> exactly. With codeine and Ruffles chips. Yes, chips. Chips. Oxies. <laughs> <laughs> Oxy chips. Mm, yum. Refreshing. About a week later, she collapses on stage again. Stop this. This time, she's rushed to a hospital with a high fever. And the doctors think that she might have intestinal blockage. From a fever. So they they opt for exploratory surgery, which is a very weird term. 
Yeah, it's exploratory not good. surgery. I don't know what's in there. We're just gonna cut you open. Yeah. We'll see what's happening. Yeah, how is this butthole? <laughs> Seems like you're a little clogged up. When's the last time you played tennis? You should really uh, stretch your legs in a different way. <laughs> oh. So they cut her stomach open, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Her entire <laughs> abdominal cavity was ravaged with gonorrhea. Oh, it was like a pus filled rotting husk that probably smelled like 70 year old diapers. That's oh. what you get. It's better than having elf inside of you. <laughs> elf? Alf. Alf. I'm eating a cat right now, but I'm lovable. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you like me, but I'm eating all your pets. That's how we got gonorrhea to begin with. Yep. So she spent. Alf. She spent five hours in surgery. They completely removed all of her bowels and intestines and just like washed them off with a hose. And they gave her a hysterectomy. You don't uh, need those. Yeah, you don't need those anymore. Trust me. You don't need those. You don't want children. Um, she nearly died. She nearly died on the operating table, but she pulled through. And when she was like kind of more aware of what was happening. Where's the cocaine? She claimed that Gary Cooper had infected her with the in- disease. Although, let's be real, they did not use condoms back then, and she had fucked thousands orgies. of people. Orgies. Yeah. Orgies. In orgies. Uh, this Gary is the reason. <laughs> Gary Cooper was homosexual, you said, right? Yeah. Oh. So none of this lines up. I mean, the, she that one time she wore that man disguise, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, she could have gotten... what you say? She could have gotten gonorrhea from anyone. Yeah, but it was definitely Gary Cooper. Yeah. Um. So, one thing to mention, from this point on, she knowingly has gonorrhea. And Uh-oh. so everyone that she bangs from Uh-oh. this point on has gonorrhea, and she gave it to him. Great. <laughs> That's good news. Fuck you. Uh, okay. So after all this shit, her father, William Bankhead, remember him? Yeah, he was an idiot. He's now Speaker of the House. <laughs> and he's finally catching on to how slutty his, his daughter is. I don't know how. Like, he's. What, how do you not realize I'm that? Just imagine. Well, like, because they don't have internet. Sorry, Cody. Yeah, 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 I'm just imagining, like, an old man just on, like, a leather couch and just, like, he's, like, watching a ticker tape go by and he's like, My daughter? How many dicks? <laughs> raged and he throws his bourbon into the fireplace and it explodes. <laughs> oh, man. But Tallulah had been playing this game for years where the second Will announced that he was going to visit her, she would clean up. She would, well, she wouldn't clean up. The, she would caddies, the, the caddies would clean up. The pro cucks. Yeah, and she would play the sweet little daughter. Uh, um. Uh. With caddies to explain. Well, she probably was like, hide. Hide, you oh, broom closet. Go in the closet. She'd be doby for a while. She put tablecloths on them and called them ottomans. <laughs> Get down. So she's like, shit, I need to find a husband to show my daddy that I'm a good little girl. <laughs> so she sets her eyes on, a, on an actor named John Emery. And Emery was kind of like the most clean-cut guy you can imagine. Fancy. You know, not Tallulah's type at all. Just she in wants it for the dirty. acting. Yeah. We got John Bastow, right? Right? <laughs> right? Or Just John like, Stamos? Like John Stamos, and he's like half a hand. <laughs> no. And he's proud. 
In fact, uh, the only the only way that she was her type was that he was a two-hander. Oh, he was a two-hander. <laughs> yeah, never hard, though. Never hard. Never hard. Not once. So he proposes to Tallulah, and the wedding is set to happen in Tallulah's hometown in Alabama. Now, keep in mind, she's still regularly banging naps, and she one of her caddies, Stephen Cole, and a few other strangers, just like a bunch of people. Great, yeah, of course. Well, she's Tallulah bang dicks. Yeah. So the day of the wedding comes, and her, her fiancé, Emery, and her side hustle, Stephen Cole... A bunch of other random strangers. Like a fucking sitcom. Yeah, they boy they board a small charter plane from New York City to Birmingham. What could go wrong? Now the plane had a bunch of complications. <laughs> Cody. <laughs> due to shitty weather shits. And shitty gunnery. Uh-huh. Um the plane actually had to make an emergency landing, but the whole time Tallulah was downing her bourbon. Her old granddad. You can't take it with you. You yes. fucking cannot take it with you. So if you're about to die and you have bourbon, you 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 make no bourbon. That's right. You get rid of the bourbon before you die. You make piss. Yeah, she's getting all hammered, getting all antsy, and she's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna start riding my husband to be just fucking him right here on the plane." This is good. This is a good usage of your last moments. If that's honestly what you think, that's true. I uh, I as bourbon a thirty year old don't have enough time to get hard. Uh, when a plane's going down, yeah. I'm probably thinking about, you know, the plane going down. <laughs> well, one prude on the plane complained to the pilot, and the pilot starts yelling back to Tallulah to settle, settle down. So Tallulah marches up to the front of the plane, rips her pajamas off, showing him that she was not wearing anything underneath, and then hoists her body off the ground using the overhead compartments and wraps her legs around the pilot's face and screams, Eat my pussy. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? <laughs> and the pilot's like, I'm trying to save our lives. Hold on. Yeah, the pilot nearly crashes the plane into a mountain. <laughs> and while he's like, while he's face first in this diseased vagina, mm-hmm. eventually pulls her off, slaps her across the face, and the passengers are able to like subdue her. <laughs> That's the bravest man with mouth gonorrhea I've ever heard of. I salute you, sir. You probably should have crashed the plane if you knew how it was going to end. <laughs> I mean, how do you think Emery feels, this clean cup boy? He was uh, probably drunk and soft. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was like, holy shit, I'm going to marry this chick. This chick that wrapped her vagina yeah, around a pilot's yeah, face. It's got a pilot nose in her right now. <laughs> yeah. That's my that's my wife. I'm in love. So to make things even more embarrassing, when the plane eventually reaches Birmingham and lands, you know, it, it was one of the old timey planes, so it go on the tarmac and they'd pull that the the stairs out. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. And when Tallulah and Emery exit the plane, there's a bunch of press standing there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Tallulah pulls down Emery's pants, grabs his cock, and yells, How about this for a two-handed, darlings? Was he two-handed uh-huh. soft? <laughs> Is he a soft two-hander? That's impressive. I just kind of feel like people at this time, they come up with these expressions that might not cross a, a common 
barrier <laughs> where everyone would understand them. So she's throwing around, look at this two-hander. No one knows what she's talking about. <laughs> she's not adapting. She's not like, no. oh, she's two-hander. Two-hander. Uh, excuse me, two-hander. <laughs> you don't get it? Two-hander. Yeah, yeah, use both hands to jerk it off. Yeah, you need both of them. <laughs> and also the pilot might be dead. <laughs> Instantly. Well, or slowly. <laughs> like yeah. the gonorrhea of the mouth. That man is definitely dead now based on the time and, uh, you know, uh, the suffering. Do you think you lose your teeth or your tongue first? That's a great question. That's a good question. And also, he may have not had his teeth. I'll go with tongue just based tongue. on that. Tongue. Yeah. So, uh, by the time they made it to the wedding in Jasper, Tallulah was back to the daddy's little girl and the wedding went off without a hitch. And then the couple. You want the wedding to go with a hitch. Ha ha ha. Then I've the couple. That. That's my dad's joke. Good. I'm out. You're done. Yeah, now. yeah, you go. The dad jokes have been exhausted <laughs> for this episode. You're done. Woo! And then the couple went on their honeymoon, which We're- was in the Langdon Islands, which turned out to be more like a photo shoot because Tallulah. It's not like the, the paparazzi showed up. Tallulah had invited the press and photographers to just go to their honeymoon. Okay, uh, all eyes on me. How are we? Um, and one of the things that she liked to do was she would bring in each one of the reporters into their honeymoon suite while Emery was sleeping, <laughs> show off his equipment, <laughs> and they would take pictures of it. Really? And one reporter said they knew every inch of Emery's body better than Emery knew himself. <laughs> Jeez, well, as a, uh, as anyone with a neck, it's very hard to see your own asshole. So <laughs> it's very true, you know, especially very back true. then. We they didn't have smartphones; they dude, could just snap one and look at it right away. They had to develop what they were snapping. Dude, Emery, you have barbed wire around your butthole. That's pretty sick, dude. dude that's a dope tattoo. <laughs> How'd you do that? So when Emery was awake, she'd humiliate him with comments like, Well, darling, the weapon may be at admirable proportions, but the shot is indiscriminately weak. Okay. Shot yeah. weak jisms. Uh, sure. Because I mean, he was probably like, I am banging the worst person in the world <laughs> to be living at this very moment. And yeah. Hitler's still alive. <laughs> sucks. Probably wasn't jisms. It was just his peen just exercising the gonorrhea that she rammed in there. Yeah, really. Just dripping. <laughs> no, no, miserable. This poor guy just being uh, <laughs> ruined by this woman. And another thing she said was, love? Surely you mean fucking, darling. Isn't that love, isn't it? This is love, isn't it? You know, she would do great on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. What a fucking wench. I feel like this is like, she's Almost the OG Instagram bitch. Yeah. Yeah. She's doing duck faces and all her selfies. All right. So do you want to take a break? Do you want to keep going? It's up to you. I'll keep going. Yeah, let's keep going. So once the couple returned back to New York, they did a play together called I Am Different. (laughs) Great name for a play. That sounds like a play that I would write. Yeah, that's how 2019. (laughs) Based on you. I am different. I like cheese. I like to put the cheese around my nipples. I like to do different things. Look at me. I wear boots. (laughs) Yeah. With cheese nipples. Could that be my play? I'm writing it now, and I'm going to put it on the West End. I'm not going to stop either of you. (laughs) 
So Tallulah and her husband moved back to a hotel that she lived in during the Roaring Twenties, probably trying to relive her youth a little bit. Great. And she's how old at this point? Late 30s? <clears throat> yeah, and she's in her 30s. Great. So she's starting to sag. A little bit. Great. Oof. Um, Nothing wrong with sagging the ladies, but, uh, you know, we're all here together. No. Try not to. It's like, uh, use yeah. the bra. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah hang, up, hang upside down uh, for you know about what? three no, no, hours no, no, a day. No, you do you. No, you got to hang your suit up. Do That's all I'm saying. You, you just got to lay yeah. down. You got to go to the gym and lay down. Go to the gym and lay down. I like drunk, that. Drunk yoga, you know what I mean? Just stretch it out. Um, so uh, there were complaints at this hotel that Tallulah was making a little bit too much noise. I don't believe you. You see, she was fucking two men at the same time, and people were like, there's a lot of dudes grunting in that room. That sounds like a man with two mouths. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, 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 yeah. But Rose Mortem Cass thinks is grunting. <laughs> I mean, this was probably between Emery and Stephen Cole. There. Um, finally, the management knocked on the door and was like, yo, keep that shit down. And yeah, keep so, the fucking down. Yeah, keep the fucking down. And Tallulah threw on her, on her na- nightgown. Sorry. And Tallulah threw on her nightgown uh, because she always answered the door naked. That was like a thing that she did. So check me out, my boobies. Yeah, attention. It's great. Yeah. We get it. We can she, all do it. She stormed out of the hotel and quickly returned back with two street kids telling the management to go fuck themselves and began having an even louder fivesome. Uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> oh, man. Street kids. She it seems like she's got Tony Hawk perfect balance because how do you do this? Sex tapes. Yeah. Tony Hawk sex tapes. Yeah. It's like what? What are the four other guys doing? If if you got that ratio for an orgy, you know, there's too many penises. You're kind of just touching the tip and yeah. waiting for your turn. Waiting for it. It's my time now. Well, you're gonna it's lose a, it. You're not actually there for yourself. Anatomically, three holes. And there's it's called the fourth man, Cody. Yeah, it's a five sum. So there's one girl, four guys. There's just one guy that's just like watching. Like that's, that, that's look, that looks fun. I, I assure you that more than half dudes in all those scenarios are just having a beer, kind of to the side. Yeah, waiting for their time and just not looking at each other's penises, or maybe they are. Well, no, I think Stephen Cole was probably just like cutting her toenails oh, she's while her she hands. was up that's in the what air. She's doing. Uh, you know I mean? Yeah, she is a two hand lady. Yeah. So Emery had kind of pieced together that this marriage was kind of just a show, and the couple separated, and they hid that fact from her father. I feel uh, like what we have together is somewhat of a ruse, <laughs> and I do feel somewhat more cocked than I plan to be. Ah, Over, shame? Overcocked. Danged my shame. Overcocked. During the late 30s. There was all the rage in getting exotic pets. They just loved exotic pets. That hasn't stopped. There's television shows today about people who don't know what animals are. (laughs) And then own them. Well, Tallulah liked lions. And she bought a cub that she named Winston Churchill. Okay. She would take him everywhere. She'd take him to performances. She'd keep him chained up in the dressing room while she was on stage. Great. That's a good place for any cub. A great place for a lion to be raised. Oh, I just can't wait to be in this dressing room. What could go wrong? 
Who was the new Simba being played by? Childish Gambino? Um, Child Gambino. Not Child Matthew Broderick. Bino. Yeah, Childish Broderick. <laughs> Broderick. So once the lion started to grow a little bit, it would pounce on any of her guests that entered her hotel room. Oh my. I'm a two-hander. And, <laughs> and devour their shoes while still on their feet. Okay, well, thank God everyone wore real big clown feet back then. You know? <laughs> we don't need this. All right, so back to... That was a little sidebar. Just lions and shit. Okay, lions. So we have lions in the picture. All right, lions are there. Her father dies. Great. Father Segu- dies. You suck at segues. I know, right? By I know. a lion. Yeah, not by the lion. He dies during the outbreak of World War II. Actually, he was writing a script to convince the voters to let FDR serve a third term, and he had a heart attack. In the middle of the script. In the middle of the script. Okay, well... All right, that's that's, that's a way to go. This hit Tallulah hard because she was daddy's little girl. Of course she was. Hit her hard as a two hand. (laughs) (laughs) Right in the veg. Right in the veg. That this hurts. What the hell's a two handed veg? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, days after Will's death, Emery asks. For a formal divorce. Don't shrug the question off. What's a two-handed vagina? <laughs> so, um, you're supposed to not... When you fist someone, you're not supposed to actually do a fist. You're supposed to do, like, a cone. Yeah. And then you make the fist. So it's two cones... The, the, the cone curls to Going the fist. in, and then the curl into two fists. And then you, like... Then you rocky that shit. You rocky that cervix. Just punch the cervix. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... We're talking about dead dads, and uh, so Will Will's dead, and Emery's like, yo, let's divorce for real, because he's already living with another woman. He wanted to remarry. Tallulah's cool with that. They, they, they're making amicable. Is that the right word? I mean, with, with her, anything's amicable. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm going to go uh, throw my body into uh, a sink. Into a sink Into of a dildos. Sink, and she's just like, no, what's best for you, darling? <laughs> I'm going to throw my body into the sink of dildos. Right. Amicably. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Oof. So uh, Tallulah watched the British evacuate Dunkirk and made a solemn vow to not touch a drop of alcohol till the Allies gave Hip- Hitler his comeuppance. Well, that's kind of stupid. Not because I'm on Hitler's team. It's just because that doesn't do anything. What alcohol do to you? <laughs> that doesn't. That doesn't help anything. I'm not sure why she's doing that. Well, she saw a little workaround because you know she was drinking two liters of old Granddad every day. Great stuff. And she was like, "Oh, I can't do that." And to her credit, she didn't really drink during the war, but she upped her game on all the other vices that she indulged ah. in. So now we're at 150 cigarettes a day. We're at 100 cigarettes. We're not at 150. She hasn't collected them all yet yeah. in her Pokeball of cigarettes. Well, if she meets the 151, oh, oh. then uh, she's the original... Uh, Ash. Ash Dickums. Yeah, Ash Truthums. <laughs> yes. Truth campaigns. Let's so go. she's smoking 100 cigarettes a day. She's smoking all the reefers, doing that eight ball of Coke. She has this fucking... She's down in codeine, doing that scissor. Nice. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Right. Yes, that is a rap thing, is and, it not? And the all-night complaints, all-night parties and complaints continued. And during one of these events, an officer responded to a noise complaint made by the neighbor. 
She answered the door naked, smoking a joint. And the officer was like, what are you doing here? Come on, what are you doing here? And she punched him in the face and said, I've seen better fucking head on a glass of beer. And then got arrested. You know, with all the weird shit she is, uh, that's very witty to say that as you punch a police officer in the face. The face is on the head. Yeah. So the joke is just writing itself. Right. But and we're not all there to say it. The beer has head. Or it's donut. Yeah. You know, it's almost like <laughs> it's almost like that dumb shit. Yeah. Right. Exa- yeah. You you can't say that's not a joke. Anyway, the war ended, and her drinking returned with a vengeance. <laughs> Does drinking ever return any other way? Oh, hello. You have a vengeance. I see. Well, uh, you know, Japan is done, so uh, might as well bottle up. Old granddad, put it in me. Put all the granddads in me. How many liters of granddad do you want? (laughs) (laughs) And no, you know, no one can escape aging. I have grays in my beard now because I are whites. I'm an old man now. You have like two of them. I got a few more of them, but anyway. I mean, I feel like her lifestyle didn't help her aging process at all because... Because of the drugs. The two bottles of bourbon. Now she started doing the 150. She's a Pokemon master of cigarettes. Yeah. And it hit her hard, you know? She started getting these grades. She had a loss of breath. Her tits were sagging. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Nothing surprising me here. And her vision was going. Nope. But all that said, she was still getting a lot of fucking dick. Yeah, because everyone else was drinking a lot, too. Yeah, yeah. Standards were a lot lower. Like Humphrey Bogart, who just kind of looked like a smeared gingerbread man, he also pulled in a lot of puss. So it goes for both sides. Very true. So the tit issue, easy fix. Boob job, which you would show to everyone. Be like, check out these tibbies. (laughs) Check them out. I like them, do you? The grays. She would have the gray hairs, mm. not the grays like the aliens. Well, that's a different podcast that maybe <laughs> I'll start in a few years. So the gray hairs, she would have her caddies pluck them out one by one uh. and give her fucking terrible headaches. Oof. Now the vision. So this is before laser eye surgery, right? LASIK. Uh, and LASIK. They have glasses, but you can't be seen with glasses because... Uh, you're a thespian. Yes, that's exactly her thought. Are you channeling her right now? I'm Jesus. channeling something, and it's got me energetic, so there might be cocaine involved. <laughs> so she's like, I can't be seen with the glasses on. So she would just bump in the shit on stage. She's just like, I don't know where, like a Mr. Magoo oh, shit. I, oh, I, I, I feel like I've always seen like that caricature pro- portrayed in like Looney Tunes shit, and now it's just like... Mm. Tallulah. That's it's, it. It's really happening. And also, uh, everyone who didn't have glasses at the time, uh, they just kind of didn't have glasses. Yeah. So expensive. Uh, she was probably needed glasses from day one and didn't... didn't. Th- that's why... She just got away with it. That's why she used the two-hand system. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I can't see it. Is it in my eye? Uh, Is it in my mouth? Is it in my nose? One hand. One. All right. Two hands. And then you just guide it right down to my vagina. Oh, there it is. Like a fucking uh, fire hydrant. Oh, there it is. Oh, that's <laughs> that's my belly button. <laughs> We're going to talk about this later, Dolan. <laughs> so 
there was also some more serious falls involved because she couldn't see anything. Mm. And um, during one nasty fall down a flight of stairs. Oh. Well, it's better than being pushed up the stairs. Yeah, don't what that. we say. It's better than being pushed up. This is also a combination of her drinking and the vision. Which probably softened the blow. Yeah. Both up and down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either way, she ended up in the hospital. One of the tabloids claimed that her failing eyesight was due to syphilis, which one of the symptoms of syphilis is that you go blind. And you fall down the stairs often. Yeah, you fall down the stairs. Oh, I got syphilis. Oh, no. Yeah, I call the ambulance. Oh, what happened? Well, we got syphilis. All right. (laughs) Syphilis and gravity don't mix. So (laughs) the article was completely unfounded and slightly immoral. And, you know, I mean, you don't just fucking claim someone's got syphilis. But you kind of draw that conclusion when someone's banging everyone. Yeah, and one in four people have syphilis. Right. It's pretty normal back then. Like maybe the president has syphilis. Well, maybe all of them do. (sighs) Maybe syphilis is what you need to have. All the cool kids. Peter I am the real American. All right. Fight for syphilis in my vagina. Oh. <laughs> so uh, once Tallulah recovered, she held a press press conference to dispel the myth of her having syphilis. So did she fall down the stairs and take uh, a blood test after? No. Um, so all these journalists filed into a room, uh, journalists and writers, and all these people, and she locked the door behind them. And she's like, no, no photography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that. Yeah, she sure. was like, ah, uh, no photography. No yeah. photography, darling. No yeah. photography, darling. And she lifted her skirt, shoved her fingers in her pussy, and then smeared the juice in her eyes and screamed, you see, darlings, you don't go blind. <laughs> so she's saying she has syphilis, but it's fine. <laughs> I yeah. am not blind. Oh, God. <laughs> What? How much did they pay for a ticket? So press is like, oh, what's up here? And she does that act. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, this is bad. She's fucking nuts. This is horrible, darling. Yeah, like, there's one guy in the back, like, encore. (laughs) So, (laughs) in her 50s, she actually went on a date with James Dean. Oh, cool. You know James Dean? Yeah, he... When did he die? 27? No, he died in the sixties. No, when he was twenty-seven. Oh yeah, so in he the... was like he was twenty-six at the time. She was in her fifties. Oof, oof, yeah. <laughs> he was actually a really big fan, and she. He said that uh, Tallulah was an inspiration for him. Okay. So during a talk show that both of them were on, James Dean walked into the green lo- green room and lifted her skirt and pretended to fuck her against the wall. Of course. This 50-year-old boy. James Dean. Okay, yeah. How many hands? Uh, we don't know yet. So, uh, so, we don't know yet. So, um, he asked Tallulah on a formal date after fucking her against the wall. Great. Uh-huh. With their pants on. This wasn't like a real Dry fucking. Dry fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's teenagers. So it was frotting. Let's remember the time when you were in the old seminary. Having a great time flashing the old groundskeeper. Now, the two did not fuck, as far as we know. She writes this in her autobiography. But, admittedly, Tallulah says that he did make her blush. Now, he said when, when he said this, you remind me of Edith 
Palif. I don't know who the fuck that is. Um, another pre-Madonna bitch whose mouth gives me a hard-on. The next time we meet, I'm going to stick my dick in yours. In your dick. That's your crap. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> stick my dick inside of your dick. Now, Tallulah like never Christ. got that face fucking because Dean crashed in a car accident the next year. That was yeah. bad. James Dean. Uh, rest in peace and thanks for the breakfast sandwiches. And I'm glad you didn't face fuck Tallulah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm split. It can I, go he, either way. Yeah, I'm with Cody on that. Matter. Yeah, he could fuck yeah, whatever. He could have. Yeah. Could have been cool. Could have been someone. Could have face fucked Tallulah. All right. Well, back to her ailments. The breathing thing became a real problem in the 60s. Sure. Now, you remember back then, uh, lighters. Uh, for cigarettes had asbestos in the wicks. Yes, good and stuff. Also, insulation had asbestos. Everything had asbestos. And the walls were painted with lead. Burgers so, had mercury. Yeah, so mm-hmm. she had a serious case of emphysema. Oh, no. And was put on an oxygen tank. Now, like the smart woman she was, she didn't stop smoking because that wasn't the problem. It was all the asbestos. Right. <clears throat> Because smoking is the best. I yes. know. There's no so, joke. Okay, okay, yeah. We don't have a show. <laughs> no one's going to disagree with you here. So what she would do was she'd have her, she, they gave her an oxygen tank. Mm-hmm. She would take a breath on the oxygen tank and then smoke her cigarettes between the breath. Because she's oxygen. not a quitter, yeah. She's not a quitter. Don't quit. Never give up. No. My dad told me never to quit. Mm-hmm. Got it. And now he asked me to quit. And I'm like, well, he told me not to quit. So... You. you chew the scum. <laughs> <laughs> Oftentimes, Tallulah would fall asleep with lit cigarettes and burn herself. How do you do in that? Bed. It's actually very easy. Uh, I feel like, yeah, uh, yeah I, I just don't understand it. You know what I mean? I feel like it's a stimulant, and you're just like you're looking at a fucking lit cherry as your eyes are going closed, just like fires mesmerizing, bro. I have maybe smoked inside someone's household like ten times, and I've. Like, out of ten times, like eight times, almost burned something yeah. to death, including myself. Well, she did almost burn an actual living thing to death, because she lit her Maltese dog on fire twice. Those are so oh, flammable. Yeah, they are. They're dry dogs. <laughs> That's bad we for Darwinism. Yes. You gotta... And what happened to the cub? Um, I think she gave it to a zoo eventually. Well, that's on her. That zoo turned it into glue. Probably. Yep, we don't need any more of these. She also took on a very strange diet to try to stay fit in her old age. Do you want to guess what this diet would be? Uh, Mustard and spicy brown mustard? Jody, you got any any guesses? Uh, Bark and toe jam. No, it was shellfish and ice cream. I was close. That's awesome. That's how I want to live my life. Uh, shrimp and ice cream. Yeah, and you know, sometimes I like I, I like a hot cream, too, but you just microwave that shit. What's her cheat day, if that's her regular? Uh, you just got to eat, like, a lobster, and then, like, you got to put cheese on it. Just, lobster wow. and cheese that's is a, good. That's a t-shirt. Yeah, man, that's... Uh, <laughs> wow. God damn. Nacho so, cheese on a lobster. All... Sorry. No, I just feel like that's a that's a meal for NBA team owners, you know, that that's what they would eat. Absolutely. Yeah. Lobster and cheese? Lobster and cheese, man. Like what type of cheese? American. Oh, man. no, you're classy, dude. You own NBA team. Yeah, so I don't know, Jarlsburg, Jarls. Yeah, the Jarlsburg uh magicians, right? Good going, boys. 
I'm going to get a lobster Jarlsberg. Tallahassee Jarlsberg magician. We're quesomancers. <laughs> <laughs> so um, all during this time, she was actually still performing on stage with the respirator and all that shit. Cool. And her gallery girls had turned into the gallery guys. Cool. Because she had become somewhat of a gay icon in New York City. Just like Liberace. Listen to that episode. There's a yeah. lot of similar. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially with the fashion. So eventually the stage was too much for her and she did a bunch of TV appearances. And one of her last roles was during the second season of the live action Batman with Adam West. What? Great. She played the role of the Black Widow. Which is is pretty funny, and apparently she did, she did all of like the actual physical things you need to do in that show, which like stand- with her respirator and everything. Like she would do it and like get winded and like, don't worry, darling, I'm fine. <laughs> and go to the respirator, recharge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. In 1968, her health began to deteriorate even more, more so. Even more so. You mean this old windbag is gonna become an older winder bagger? Yeah. You mean gonorrhea gut isn't doing good? <laughs> How many band aids do we need? <laughs> so she she reconciled with her sister Eugenia, who she hadn't spoken to in decades after she hooked up with her ex husband. Right. Um. In her youth, when she couldn't, yes, you know, she just couldn't help it. Just couldn't help it. He was such a sexual man. That Tony Wilson, ooh, <laughs> sexual man, <laughs> Tony, Tony Wilson, Tony Two Hander Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> everyone had that middle name, Two Hander. Tony Two Hander Wilson feels good. Nah, Tony though, Travis Two Hander Lee. Oh, I like that. that. Good, Cody yeah. Two Hander McCann. That one doesn't land. I think it does. I feel like little, just, little, I, little, I think the hander and the McCann. McCander. McCander. McCander, yes. The two, Tom, the Tommy two handed Saltman. Yeah, well. <laughs> I have bad news for all you chumps out there. You listen to three two handers. <laughs> or one table of six hands. <laughs> one table of six hands. You like Shiva, bro? Dude, Shiva? Oh, uh, give me a Shiva job. Yeah, wolf. Whoa. I got three friends. So T- Tallulah had confided in uh, Eugenia, telling her, I don't care anymore. Each night when I go to bed, I pray to God that I won't wake up in the morning. Oh. She's, just, she's wasting away. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. And uh, shortly after she told her sister that, the Asian flu hit New York City. And Tallulah was immediately... Is that a dance? Immediately, yeah. <laughs> it was similar to the Mambo Number no. 5, but there was a dance move to it. <laughs> the right. Mambo Number no. 5 was not a dance. Yeah, no, but this was the Mambo Number no. 5 with a dance move. It's a very dangerous combination. Yeah, very dangerous. That's why there was no dance in the Mambo Number no. 5. They learned their lesson. Very few survivors. <laughs> right. Macarena had a... Uh, it had a dance, but it also had too many hands. Yeah, yeah. some were maimed, none were killed yeah. for the Macarena. That was four hands involved in the Macarena, but my goodness, a five-handed dance, excuse me, a ten-handed dance Oof. for Mama Number 5, that would have been Lou Bega's death wish. Too much. Oof. So she immediately catches this Asian flu, and she's rushed to the hospital and put on a ventilator, which... We just heard that she was like, I want to die. So she pulled the intravenous tube out of her and lapsed into a coma, Mm. which she would not wake up from. 
And her last audible words were coding bourbon. Coding bourbon. Like coding bourbon. Wow. She died a few weeks later. And that is Tallulah Bank. Holy Hart. shit, fuck. Sexual lady. Well, she did it. She did it all. She done did it. What do you think about Tallulah? I like her. Me too. She's one of my favorite people we've ever covered so far. What about you, Cody? I feel like she's just constantly sticky and I don't want her in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think Even that... close. Yeah, I, I, I like Tallulah. I think she was like a little bit extreme. And like, you know, when you live that fast and loose, you're going to have some repercussions. So like, that's why I wanted to roast her. But also, another weird fact, I, from doing a few people on in the 20s, I almost feel like the 20s is less conservative hmm. than today. Sounds I, it. I think yeah. people were just like way more into just banging ass. Yeah. <laughs> just doing laudanum for fun. Like it's yeah. bad. I'm going to do cocaine for free. Yeah. Free it's, just, it's on the dollar menu. Yeah, it's dollar menu. Come game free. Just go in there and blast a few. <laughs> well, thank you for bringing Tallulah in, because I like her. Uh, yeah, fascinating. Yeah. Tallulah Bank Head. Yeah, I probably called her Bank Heart a lot. I think I did once or twice, yeah. too. Yeah. So, uh, it's like, you did so. one of those episodes again, like Volvo. Uh, well, that was different. That was Pussy Man. That's a completely different boy. 100% uh, Pussy Man. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> he was. Yeah, uh, Volvilla. Volviva? Voliva. Voliva? Voliva. Volva. Voliva or not, it is Voliva. And that man liked flat earths, but you know what? He might have put it Tal- in there. Tallulah would not stand for a flat earth. No. She would stand for an erect earth. A, a, yeah. A two-handed earth. earth. So, once again, thanks you. Two-handed thank- tiny earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for bringing in Tallulah Bank Head. Like head. Just remember, like, of, just remember. I know it's hard to say. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Was that, was that a rabbit? The whole name. A rabid seal. Is that what I got from that, Travis? Dude, seals are like men that are are choking on dicks. That's that, the sound they make. Yeah, well, and that's fun. So do oh, it. Whatever. Oh, Who gives oh, a shit? <laughs> yeah. So thanks for tuning in to Roast Morning Podcast, everyone. Yes. Uh, fun. Okay. <laughs> fun so, was had. Uh, you can find me, Tom, at Saunched S A U N T C H T. You can follow me at Travis Lee John with two E's at Instagram, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, uh, Friendster. Tiosetis. Live Journal. I am Cody McCann. You can find me on the Twitters at Cody McCann, C O D Y M Double C A Double M. And you can find us collectively at Roast Mortem Cast. Fuck yeah. On Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Shoot us a Gmail. And just most recently, we have a Patreon. Fuck, what's that URL? That is patreon.com slash roastmortemcast. Dude, you can get us drunker. Yeah, buy us beers every month. Fuck, yeah. Just beer and books. That's an honorable pursuit. Yeah, beer and books. Noble pursuit, beer and books. Yeah, I want more money for books. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I'm smart. Like, you ever seen Scholastics? Yeah, Daggy Shane, everyone. Daggy Shane, like, you could, you remember when you could get, like, uh, Guinness Book World Records 8, and I would be like, that's mine now. Sick the holographic uh, cover? Guess what? I got a spire. You're an idiot. I sold more books. <laughs> yes, that is true. And I sold more newspapers. Daggy. Daggy Shane, yeah. and guess what? Daggy. Buy Travis a book. Buy me a book. Buy Cody Daggy a Shane. beer. Buy Tom a handshake. Good.
Houston, not well, Houston. Greenwich Village, got it. Greenwich. Uh, how are we doing on beer? Uh, we got ha- mm, seven beers in this. We're not doing good. Do you need beers? This is, but, we already finished in 18. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at all these fallen soldiers I've made. I'm on my sixth. I'm, I'm going along. Oh, fuck yeah, man. You're close. You're <laughs> close. You should do like times two, but that's respectable. Cirrhosis, that's the key word. <laughs> Alright, let's roll Ready? back into Jenks. Do it, man. Fart, Get it. Fart into that heater so I could smell it warmer. <laughs> Dude, don't poop yourself and throw your underwear in someone's bushes. Okay. <laughs> Done it. Jesus Christ. Not proud of it. Cody's over there in the side of the room. He is away from me. Come to me, Cody. Come to me like come to Lula's come, lovers. Come, come, Cody. Come, come, Cody. Keep me cozy sugar honey cozy sugar whatever butterfly baby oh, <laughs> honey honey a butterfly cozy. oh it's gray oh hell 